I'll say good morning again to everyone. Get organized. I thank God uh, to be here this morning. Um, I'm going to digress for a second before I start. And I would like to first and foremost thank the Lord um, for all that he does for me. Um, Bethany and I are celebrating 13 years together today. And uh, as I think back to all the blessings that the Lord has given me in my life, I'm not worthy in the least. And to provide a beautiful wife, a beautiful kid, a beautiful kids, and just um, the life that we have together is just incredible. And it's all through the love of Jesus Christ that that's possible today. And with that, I think it transitions a little bit into the message today. Is it, do we truly rely on God daily? I mean, really rely on him, is my question to you today. Because yeah, we say, oh yeah, we, I believe in him, I, I put my trust in him, but do you really depend on God every day of your life? And I, just as I reference that, you know, I think of all the blessings that I have in my life, I personally become a little complacent about answering that question truthfully. Because my life is so comfortable sometimes, it's almost like you're on cruise control. And do I necessarily, every day, to the extent that God would request of me, not the bar that I'm setting, but what, the bar that God has set, do I pray enough? Do I fast enough? Do I wait on the Lord to reach out to somebody? Do I live up to the standard that he has requested of me? And I ask you guys the same question today. Do you live up to the standard that the Lord has requested of you? Do you fully depend every single day upon him? And I want to read a couple of scriptures today to talk about that. I'm going to be in 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. I'm going to start in the first verse. And to set a little background of this story, um, this is in the Old Testament, and there's the king of Israel at this point is Ahab, and he's married to Jezebel, who was not an Israelite. And she was not necessarily the best example and the best person to marry. Oh, it ties back to our anniversary. <laughs> not in that relationship, but it's a love, a love story in the back. I'm sleeping on the couch tonight, sorry. <laughs> Let's start over. Micah, can you rewind the tape? <laughs> so at this point, they're married, and basically idol worship has overcome Israel. So they turn their backs on their Lord and Savior. They turn their backs on God. And it was all about other gods at this point. So Elijah hits the scene, and this is what he does. And it says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, sent unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. 
And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook of Cherith, that is before Jordan. So, Elijah prays, and there's a drought. Cliff notes. And says, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, and he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. It doesn't say how long he was there. We'll talk about a scripture in the future later this morning on how long that drought lasted. And it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. And this story, I think, is the challenge today. Because I think in our lives, we live in abundance. We live in plenty today. I don't think there are very many of us here today who are worried about where our next meal is coming from. you want to talk about salaries, you know, just living at the poverty line in the United States of America, you're in the 1% of the world, to give you a big picture. But I think most of us within this room aren't really struggling meal to meal. Some of us may be struggling paycheck to paycheck. How are we going to keep the lights on this month? How are we going to pay the water bill? And these are real trials, but I would say in general, We live in the land of plenty today. And I think because of that, we do not live like Elijah and this widow woman in the story, that we as saints of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today are a little complacent. And I say that because I am guilty of that first and foremost. So 
So believe me today, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. If anyone whose shoulders that falls on today is me. So, are we going to continue in our complacency? Or are we going to start to live like the people in the scriptures? And we'll start with Elijah. It says that the Lord commanded him to not only call for this drought, but he told him where he needed to go. Now imagine you know, being Elijah at this point. You know, the Lord tells you to do something. It's not necessarily convenient where he might be pointing you to go. He was isolating Elijah for whatever reason down by that brook. But he promised him that he would provide for him. He promised him that he would take care of him. And that is our promise today. That if you follow your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today, he will provide for you. He will give you everything that you need today. But we have to be completely dependent on him. And that's where I think we miss this gap as we say, well, Lord, I'm going to follow you so long as it's convenient for me and right now. Lord, I'm going to listen to your prompting so long as it's convenient for me right now. I don't want to change my jobs right now because it's convenient and it's comfortable. I don't want that anxiety. I don't want that change right now in my life, even though I know you're telling me to do something else. Or I have conflicts with someone in my family, or I have conflict with someone in this church, and the Lord's prompting you to fix that. But you say, you know, I'm kind of comfortable the way it is right now. I'm not sure if I want to go through those emotions to make that step, even though you're telling me to do it. You see, we become complacent in where we're at. But the scripture is prompting us. That spirit of God is prompting you to make that change, just like Elijah. You see, there's a calling for all of us. There is a calling, just like Elijah, that the Lord wants us to make that step. Some of you, the Lord's calling you to give your life to him. The Lord's calling you for baptism. Some of you, the Lord has called you into an office. And you fight it, and you run from it. Some of us, God has called to be better spouses. I argue all of us, God is calling that. And not to make boneheaded comments about Jezebel. He's calling us to be better children. He's calling us to be better parents. But we become complacent. We become comfortable. And we like our routine so we don't change. And the message today is that we need to change our lives. That we need to become more dependent on him. We need to let his Holy Spirit into our lives and it might direct us. And when you feel that prompting, you act on it. And we do not get comfortable when we sit on our laurels and do nothing. And I argue today that in this story in 
about Elijah, those were desperate times. You know, no rain, as the scripture tells us, for three and a half years. The crops were dying, there was no food. And to translate a little bit for that, the woman was looking for these two sticks. She was looking to make a fire one last time to feed her family and die. That's what the story is about. That's what she was searching for, because she knew the end was there. And naturally, I don't think any of us in this room are really struggling with that natural problem today. But spiritually, I think we are surrounded by this. I think spiritually, these are very desperate times for all of us. You read the news, our faith is being attacked at every angle. You go on the internet, we're tempted. You watch TV, we're tempted. There was an experience one of the leaders in our church had many years ago. And he had a dream where he was wrestling with Satan himself. And in the dream, he was fighting and he was fighting. And Satan couldn't bend. Satan couldn't win. So the battle ended and Satan made a comment to him. He said, you know, if I can't get you, I will get your family. So I tell you today that today is desperate times. As it might have been desperate times naturally back in that day, spiritually speaking today, all of us, our children, are being attacked. Do we want to complacently sit because we're comfortable? Are we going to do something? I'll switch scriptures here. And we sit here and we think, well, That was Elijah. That was the widow woman. They had great faith. What's it to me today? God called them for this incredible purpose. I'm just Brother AJ. So in James, the fifth chapter, 16th verse, I'm going to start in the middle of it. James reminds us, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions. You see, Elijah was just like you and I. Yes, he was called by the Lord to be a prophet. But James reminds us that he was just a man. He wasn't a heavenly being or anything else. He was just like you and I. And when the Lord commanded him to go down, he had the choice, just like we do today. 
When the Lord commands you to change your life and to walk away from sin, when the Lord tells you to be a better saint, a better husband, a better father, a better wife, we have the same choice as him. As he was subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not for the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. You see, so what was capable for him is capable for us in this day and time. What was possible for Elijah is possible for us. When people come up front and they're anointed on these chairs, the same healings that we read about in the scriptures are available for us today. But the Book of Mormon teaches us that when we see those healings stop, it's not because our Lord and Savior stopped listening. It's just because of unbelief. Because of complacency. Because of our lack of trust in Him. And today we have that spiritual warfare that is going on in our lives. And we can continue to spin our wheels and be comfortable where we're at. Or we can be like Elijah and trust in the Lord. And I have one more scripture today. This one's found in Luke, the 21st chapter. This is in Jesus' ministry. He says, He looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a poor widow casting in thither two mites. And if you look at the translations, you know, each of the different the American Standard Version, the NIV, they have, two, they have different interpretations of what the mites were. Some of it say there's two pennies. I'd say probably the most common one that I could see is she probably threw in $2 coins. And it says, and he said, of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast in more than they all. Than they all. For all these have their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her uh, penury hath cast all the living that she had. So it goes back to that complacent times. When we're comfortable with our lives, we give a little bit to the Lord. Lord, you can have Sunday morning. The good sports don't start till one anyways. That's when I'm going to serve you. Lord, you can have one Wednesday night a week or a month. The rest of the time I'm going to fill it with other things. I'll read next week, God. I have to binge watch the most recent Netflix series. You know, insert your excuse here. You know, the Lord saw these people coming in who are quote-unquote righteous and they were giving a little bit of what they had. Tossing into him. And he sought out this one woman who gave everything. All that she had to him. And that's what he's requiring of us today. That we would give everything to him. All of our might, M-I-T-E, would go to him today. 
And do we do that? It's what I struggle with personally today. I look at my life and I say, well, where am I losing time? Where could I give that to the Lord? And we say, well, I have work and I have a family. And I challenge you today that that is your ministry. That you may spend 40 hours a week at work. The Lord can use you at your work to share your testimony. You might say that I have a family and mouths to feed at home. Teach your children about Jesus Christ. You can sing the songs of Zion to them. You can pray with them. You can read with them. You can give all that you have to Jesus Christ today. And if you haven't given your life to him, today is the day that he's knocking on your heart. He's calling you today. And if you already have, it's time to break free of those chains. It's time to break free of those boundaries that hold us back from giving everything to Jesus Christ. So it's my prayer today that we would give everything. Give of our all. Not only our money, but our time, our energy, and our life. For Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, may God bless you today.